You're listening to episode 93 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Okay, friends, I have a topic today that might hit some nerves, um, which you know I don't shy away from on this podcast. And I really want to, I've been wanting to dig into this for a while, actually, but I, I really want to talk to you about choosing your family and when it's healthier to limit contact with like blood relatives. Because there, there is some controversy around this because a lot of us are of the mind that family is family and that family always comes first no matter what, no matter what the circumstances, that we, we have to make sure that we are protective of our family, that we are inclusive of our family. All of these different things come up when it comes to family. And I really want to argue against that a little bit and to counter that with the idea of choosing who is in your family and that it doesn't necessarily have to mean blood relatives. Because ultimately we always have choices. We always, always, always have choices no matter what. And yeah, you, you can't choose the family that you were born into necessarily, but you can choose your family. You can absolutely choose your family and you have the power to do so. There's, there's one person in my life in particular who has constantly argued with me for years that blood family is family no matter what the cost and that you should do anything for them no matter what the cost. I've also seen this same person suffer on a personal level to great extent solely because of living by this rule. And I've gone through a lot of this myself too, because um, I have chosen to not have a relationship with my father. Um, there, there was, a, I, I'm always, I always want to make it very clear. There was no abuse or anything like that. It's, it's nothing of the sort. It's, it was my decision because it was having an extremely negative impact on my life. And I made the choice to remove that aspect from my life. And I've thought many times over the years about restarting that relationship or testing the waters or anything like that. And each time I think about it very carefully and I come to the conclusion that I feel that I am better off and that may change. I, I always leave, leave open, an open door to change my mind about something or to, to make a different decision. I, I am not someone to ever say never. <laughs> um, so I, I always will leave that open, but at this time of my life and has been this way for, for years now, uh, well over a decade, I have chosen to remove that contact and to, to cut cords with that. And a lot of people would argue that that was wrong. And I've had many people argue that that was wrong, but I know myself better than anyone else. And I know that it's the right choice for me. It has been up until this point uh, at the moment, it continues to, to be the correct choice for me. 
I'm not arguing that for anyone else. It's, this is the thing is that it's, it's a very individual thing. It is extremely based on, on very specific circumstances. It's very much, much based on you as an individual and your personal choices. But to me, calling someone family is something that needs to be earned. Because just, just because they're either your blood relatives or your adopted relatives, like any qualification where you grew up with these people in your life or whoever raised you, that doesn't mean that they're healthy for you. Okay? And this is something that we don't have control over when we're children. You, you are either born into or you, are, you, you grow up with a particular family as a child. Um, hopefully, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough to have that, but it doesn't, and, and you don't get to make those choices at that age. But as you become an adult, as you get older, you can start having more of a say and you get to decide. And that, that lies with you. That responsibility lies with you and you alone. And if you find that you are constantly complaining about someone who is technically family, like, like I'm using this loosely in terms of like blood relatives. Um, or, or adopted relatives, whatever is, is the closest for you in terms of, uh, family that you grew up with. That's, that's the, the terminology that I'm basing it around. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to keep those people in your life forever. Now I do not take this lightly either. So I want to make this extremely clear that this is a very serious decision to make and that the circumstances have to be somewhat extreme for you to come to the decision of cutting contact with someone entirely. I, for one thing, if you find that you're having really negative interactions with somebody all the time, you need to open the dialogue around that. You need to have conversations with that person. You need to be open with them. You also need to establish boundaries to protect yourself. If you're finding that this is a repeated pattern over and over and over and over again, ask yourself what you are doing to contribute to this situation as well. Because again, it's all about choices and responsibility. So what role are you playing in this negative interaction? Because I promise you that you're not completely innocent. <laughs> you, outside of abuse, you are not completely innocent. If you're having a negative interaction with, with somebody, it probably means that they're triggering something in you. You might be reactive to something that they do or say. It, it, there's, there's two sides to this. And you may need to get much more clear on the boundaries that you need to establish to protect your energy, to protect yourself emotionally, um, to maybe limit some contact, some, some contact, something like that. It's, it's a difficult, it's, it's not a black and white situation. And we also need to give people the benefit of the doubt to a degree too. You know, sometimes people are having a rough time or they've had experiences that we couldn't possibly understand and that might require a level of compassion that we have to work a little bit harder towards than maybe the other person does. And that's, again, that's on us to do that work. We have to be open to having hard conversations with people. And what makes that more difficult is if the person on the other end isn't very open to receiving it. Now that could just be a matter of time, like over time, they might soften that stance a little bit, hopefully, um, because I think we all need to have hard conversations on a regular basis with all kinds of people in our life, whether it's family members or not. 
but and compromise is the key with any relationship. At some point, you may just need to understand that someone in your life is a particular way. And if you have had the conversations, you have communicated, you have gone to great lengths to establish a better relationship with this person. If you've put up the boundaries to protect yourself as much as you can, and you're still having difficulties, then you may need to look at seriously limiting contact. So that's going to look different for everyone. If, if you typically see this person every week, maybe you need to drop that down to once a month and see how that works for you and test the waters a little bit. I would never, ever say to anyone, you know, just completely cut someone out of your life. Like there have to be some really significant things going on for that to even be a possibility. And I still would always encourage you to take all kinds of steps before it ever gets to that point. And again, to not necessarily close that door forever either, because I still like to believe that some people can change. They have to be extremely motivated to do so. They have to be extremely willing to put in the work. And both of those factors are things that many people don't have. Many people don't have enough motivation to change or aren't willing to do all of the hard work that comes with massive change. But there are people who are capable and willing of doing that and to do that. And we need to be accepting and forgiving as well. The other thing is too here is that you, you can forgive someone and still love them from afar, but not have anything to do with them. So that's something to, to consider. You can miss a person every fucking day, but you can also simultaneously still be glad that they're not in your life anymore. If that is what it has come to, that you have decided to limit contact completely, you can still miss them. And you can also still be okay with the fact that they are no longer in your life. It's a weird dichotomy. It's, it's, it feels like a bit of a cognitive dissonance because we're looking at one side of it going, okay, but you know, how, if, if I'm limiting contact with this person, how can I still miss them? They're not synonymous. You can still miss someone and you can also still not have them in your life. You can also feel incredibly grateful for somebody. But it doesn't mean that you agree with them on all of their opinions, right? You can decide that somebody is probably well-intended, but you can still feel kind of hurt or triggered by, by something that they're doing towards you or, or about you, something like that. You can set boundaries where you have to say no more often. You can still love them even though you say no. There are so many different facets to this that I want you to understand because it isn't black and white. All of this is so, there, there are so many different shades of gray. And if you've undergone years of boundaries being crossed and if, if being involved with this person brings you far more pain and discord than joy to have this person in your life, you've had like all kinds of tough conversations with this person and no actions have changed, no actions have improved, then you might want to consider what you are putting yourself through and what it's costing you 
because a true apology comes with changed behavior. Otherwise, it's a manipulation. So when somebody apologizes, if they truly mean it, then their behavior will change accordingly. And if they say the words, but nothing shifts, then it's basically manipulating you to believe their words, but they aren't doing the actions to follow through. And sometimes we have to weigh out how somebody else makes us feel versus how we feel without them around. And if you see some massive difference between those two, and you've done all the things like establishing the boundaries and, and you know, figuring out how this person really makes you feel, you might need to like journal about this. You might need to speak to a therapist around this. Um, it, there's, there's so many different facets, but I, I kind of just want to give you something to think about here. Because the other, the, the, the other entire side of this is that by choosing your family, think of all the amazing people you get to bring into your life too. So this isn't just about limiting contact with somebody. This is about you get to decide. You get that choice to figure out who you want to make your family. And this is the part that always throws me. The people that argue that family is, is everything, like to the ends of the earth, no matter how poorly you're treated necessarily or what it costs you, family is family is family is family. And, you know, blood, blood over water, always. Or whatever that saying is. I think I said that wrong, but <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Um, blood is thicker than water. That's what it is. I'm sorry. So blood is thicker than water. The people who, who live and die by that rule, I think that what is always interesting to me is that we... In, in, in heteronormative terms, we seek out a partner of the opposite sex to procreate, okay? And then we're considered a family. Like that, that's considered kind of the, the stereotypical family unit, okay? Um, but technically, those two partners aren't blood. Well, they aren't blood, right? Like we, we're seeking someone outside of our family as a mate, and then we are combining our genetics to create more humans. Again, this is all very heteronormative just for the sake of the example. There are all kinds of different ways of, of creating a family. I'm purely using this from the blood standpoint because I think that it's really fascinating that then, then we feel that that is the family, but technically those, the, those, I mean, those two people are not blood related. So it just comes up with like this interesting dichotomy that this entire idea that we have of families, I think that sometimes we skew it a little bit in, in our heads and we don't think of the whole picture completely. And the best part about getting to choose your family is that you get to leave space, no matter how many people are in your family, you get to leave space to bring in all kinds of other people who are just amazing human beings and you just want them to be your family because you you love them that much and they're just that special. And isn't that fucking cool? Like that is just amazing and I have I have brought in all kinds of people into my life that I consider to be family. And I'm beyond grateful for the experience that I I get to choose who I surround myself with. And if that's not empowering, I don't know what is. 
because you get to decide who that circle is that's closest to you. And choose carefully because they're going to have the biggest influence on you. So I just want to open the door to this conversation. I do not have the answers. I, I only have opinions <laughs> and I only have merely minor suggestions on just helping you open your eyes a little bit to all of this. And it's a really uncomfortable conversation. Um, it's triggering for a lot of people. It's a very divisive topic and I just want to have a conversation about it. So I would really love to hear your thoughts on this. I know I say this about all the episodes, but I, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say and your opinions on this because I, I love hearing from different people on this topic. I've talked to all kinds of different people about this and it's fascinating to me that we just have this idea sometimes that it seems very stagnant to me that we're like, no, like this, this is family and, and nobody else can be considered family. Well, why can't we choose people to be our family? And we do, right? We, we seek out mates or something like that. And we, we refer to them as our family. So why do we have one definition of family on one side and a totally different definition of family on the other? And why can't we combine the two a little bit more? And for lack of a better term, mix and match? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about, you know, trading people in and out necessarily, but it's, it's more a matter of, being more open to having hard conversations, to establishing boundaries, to inviting people into your energy, into your, your personal space, literally sometimes, that you think are just really badass humans that you want to keep close to you because they're that special. And I just think it's really cool. So I would love, 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 love to hear from you on this. Please message me on Instagram. Please DM me with your thoughts. If you have a story that you'd like to share, I would absolutely love to hear it. I'm over at Emily Goff Coach. Um, yeah, please message me about this because I, I really wasn't sure about releasing this episode because I also felt very all over the map with it. I felt like it was sort of random snippets of thoughts and not, not quite my usual, more slightly more professional style with clear takeaways or anything like that. I This episode is purely just opening a door to an entirely separate conversation to hear from you, to share some stories, to connect a little bit more on this. And I would love to hear from you on this. So please let me know. Um, I hope that, I hope that this has been interesting. I, I still, I have a lot of thoughts about this and I'm not totally sure how this is going to be received. So let me know what you think. I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.